What's going on? It's Rock the Walls here on IW Radio. I'm your host, Patrick Walford. On tonight's show, we'll be speaking with vocalist of Soulfly, Max Cavalera, all about the Soulfly Does Nail Bomb Tour, the second part that they're going to be doing coming up here next week. The brand new Soulfly album, which is going to be coming out in 2018. The progress, where they are in that, some other exclusive details, and a whole lot more. And then as well, we'll be speaking with uh, one of the bands that's going to be on the 2018 Vans Warp Tour, Harm's Way vocalist James Pl- Pluggy, talking all about their latest album, Post-Human, which they dropped a couple weeks back, the headliner that they're on right now, and a whole lot more, so definitely excited for both the interviews on tonight's show. If you have not, you can subscribe to Rock the Walls over on the socials, at Rock the Walls on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure to go over and follow the podcast as well, wherever you get your podcasts, over on iTunes, all that kind of crap, uh, just search Rock the Walls, it should come up, click subscribe. Shit is going to uh, be getting pretty hot and heavy here in the next little bit as uh, we start to ramp things up with the podcast. It's been a couple months since the show's been uploaded. Obviously, I've been doing the shows live and whatnot, as you have all heard, every single week. Uh, But we are finally going to get that backlog up, so uh, very excited for that. Go and smash the like button for Adobe Howell on all the socials at Adobe Howell. Uh, lots of awesome new music into rotation. If you like heavy music in any capacity, the station is most definitely for you. Right now, we are going to get to our interview with Max Cavalera of Soulfly. I had the opportunity to do this interview a couple days back. Soulfly does the Nail Bomb Tour, part number two of it. They, they did it in the fall where they went and uh, played Nail Bomb in its entirety. That record at this point is over two decades old, but holy hell, does it still hold up and in many cases really relates more to 2018 than I think it would have back in the early 90s when it came out. So it was really interesting to talk with Max. Hear details all of it, the brand new Soulfly album that is going to be coming out later on this year. A whole lot more. So without any further ado, this is my interview with Max Cavalier of Soulfly on Rock the Walls. You are listening to Rock the Walls here on Adobe Radio. I am your host, Patrick Walford. Right here, we're joined by a band that's going to be heading out on the road Doing Soulfly does nail bomb. Very excited for this tour and the show to hit Toronto uh, coming up in uh, just a couple of weeks. Here we are here with Max Cavalera. Max, uh, how's everything going, man? Uh, heading back out on the road, uh, doing uh, I guess a, a bit of a second leg of this. I know you guys uh, did some shows uh, doing a nail bomb last year, man. Just uh, how's it feel to be uh, getting back out on the road and playing this record again, man? Uh, yeah, man. Everything is good. We're super excited. We're being practicing every night. Uh, we're adding some stuff to the set, like a couple other nail bomb songs from the live record. Uh, it sounds great. We're super excited, and uh, yeah, this is the second uh, run of the nail bomb tour. We did one in October, and uh, we're going back again. So yeah, we're super pumped, and it's going to be fun. You know, it's uh, a lot of shows in Canada. Uh, probably my biggest tour of Canada I ever did. Uh, so many shows in all different places, you know, Thunder Bay, and Vancouver, everywhere, man, Toronto. So, super excited, man. It's going to be fun. Can't wait to be, you know, for the, the tour to start. Because uh, I've just finished the new SoFi record, so I'm fresh out of the studio, right back on the road. This It feels great. Hell yeah, man. That's absolutely awesome to hear. Now, just talking a little bit about that, that SoFi album, man, and just uh, going from... The record that you guys dropped uh, about uh, two and a half, uh, I guess it'll be three years ago this summer and whatnot, and kind of uh, moving from that into the next material and whatnot, you know, you've done a a lot of really cool uh, touring, kind of, uh, you know, retrospective, uh, 
into the back catalog of yours and whatnot, you know, how much did that in inspire you? Um, and maybe, you know, kind of, uh, in a bit of a way, you know, kind of like rekindle the, you know, that, that kind of, uh, youth, youthness when it came, when it comes to like recording and whatnot, and just, uh, heading into the studio for a record. I mean, it's, uh, something where you've been uh, recording, uh, and writing records for decades. So obviously, you know what I mean? It's not as if it's a, a new first time thing or anything like that, but, uh, how was it different this time around, uh, going in the studio with Soulfly? It's always cool, man. It's always exciting, you know, like for me, uh, I see every record as a new challenge and an opportunity to do something um, exciting, new, different, you know, and um, I think the fact that we're coming out of the tours to go into the studio, that's been huge because, you know, when I did Psychosis for Cavalera, we just got off the, the Return to Roots tour went right into the studio. So we were still like high from the energy of the crowd that went into the studio. And it was the same with Soulfly. We finished the, the Nail Bomb tour in the US and then um, did some more of the root shows in in Europe and went right to the studio with Josh Wilbur in, in LA. And um, you kind of like bring the excitement from the tour into the studio with you. And that's like, it goes hand in hand. Because, it, you know, the studio is a very kind of like a cold environment. You know, there's there's no crowd there. It's like kind of kind of quiet. And you gotta you, you have to kind of put your mind in it, like to kind of envision how this is going to be when you play live. And then that's kind of the trick that I kind of do. And it seemed to be working, you know, and this is our 11th Soulfly record, man. It's, it's crazy to me. That is the record number 11, you know, to me, it just seems like it was just yesterday that we did Soulfly 1, and which is 20 years this year, which is crazy. Um, we are 11 albums later, but super excited. We're going to have an album in the summer. Um, just finish up, like I still have to sing two more songs, but I'm really stoked with the material. Sounds great. It's like real heavy, real heavy grooves and fast stuff and... I think a lot of people are gonna really like the record, and I'm 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 excited for it. Yeah, man, for, for sure, man. I absolutely cannot wait. And, and for yourself, and just going from that Cavalier Conspiracy album of last year, you know, Psychosis and whatnot, into the, the Soulfly album, you know, obviously two completely different bands. But for you, you know, how, how kind of uh, were those uh, writing and recording experiences kind of different for you? And uh, just for yourself, you know, lyrically on this new Soulfly album. Uh, What's some of the stuff that, that you're kind of, uh, you know, touching base on and, uh, you know, singing about, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, certain concepts or, uh, you know, certain stories or ideas throughout? Yeah, lyrically, the record is, is kind of like a mix of uh, some spiritual stuff, some political stuff, some stuff that touches in on what's going on right now in the world. Um, and then some stuff like really like spiritual, which is like the basis of Soulfly, you know. So yeah. I think it's cool. This is kind of like have the kind of both worlds feeling. Um, I'm excited. I think Soulfly is a band that gives a lot of people hope. And I think that's one of the cool things about Soulfly. And, and that gives people strength and gives them hope uh, to go on with life and do what they have to do. And I think with this record, we, we're kind of bringing back some of the tribal elements of the early Soulfly, of the, uh, of the early records, with some of the grooves. And then... Uh, yeah, we have some songs that are really, uh, you know, that really inspired by 
spiritual things and life in general and then some political uh, elements even uh, there's a song about this uh, murder happening in the Navajo uh, tribe reservation I'm really inspired about it and uh, yeah so it's, it's, it's cool man it's like really a lot of different um, things but I think we put it all together it's gonna be a definitely a cool record and uh, a very different record from everything I've done uh, before so I think that's the exciting part yeah oh yeah man and anytime you know you get to uh, go into go into the studio and uh, you know create something that's uh, you know that's that's truly new and, and something that you've never done before when you've been doing this uh, for as long as you have you know that's, that's obviously uh, re- really amazing and you know just a testament to just uh, what a great uh, you know songwriter you are I think Thank you, and we had a great team too, you know, like the band is awesome, man, you know, like Rizzo is doing some great guitar stuff, and uh, Mike is a killer bass player, and my son Zion is kicking ass, man, you know, he's doing this, his drums are fantastic on the new record, They're like amazing, amazing tribal beats and fast stuff and really crazy feels all over the place, um, so, you know, we had Josh Wilbur, the producer, um, he just did some stuff with Lamb of God and mm-hmm. and Gojira and so Killer Bikio. So he was great to have him. You know the the record is gonna sound fantastic. Uh, he's a great producer. So it's a cool team. You know it's a cool. Uh, everybody involved is really passionate about it. Really excited and we have an Ellie Ron Contour doing the cover. He's the same artist from Archangel. He's designing something for us right now. Should be really cool. And uh, Nuclear Blast is really behind the record. We're really excited to have, to have this release. And hopefully it's going to come out in the summer. Hell yeah, man. Definitely can't wait for that. Now, for, for you and, and uh, you know, just kind of talking about going back to, you know, a- adding more of like the, the, the tribal elements and whatnot too in, in terms of the music and whatnot. For you guys, um, when you're songwriting and, you know, kind of doing the pre-production and whatnot, is that something that, um, you know, kind of those tribal elements are, you know, one one of the last things and kind of, uh, you know, one of the last, like, kind of layers that you would put into the multi-track? Or was there a lot of songs, you know, where it kind of uh, the tribal elements were kind of uh, what kind of, uh, you know, began or, you know, started an idea for you guys on certain songs? Like a little bit of, of, of a mix, but some of the stuff was, was actually done in the studio. Like, we, we went with the idea of rooting, doing a, a tribal group song that will have a lot of cool percussion on top of it and then there's one the song you know with the with the navajo um motive um there's a killer um tribal beat that zion creates and we're gonna put percussion on top of it later so there's like things like that that we kind of just come and go along and uh, we end up writing one another uh tribal group song that uh it doesn't have a name yet now we still have to sing on it but it's got kind of like an eye for an eye kind of feeling to it uh, I think that's really cool. And then there, a lot of the other stuff is it's real fast. You know, it's like really, really fast, and um, which is cool. I love fast stuff, man. You know, I cannot. I love what the, you know the matter is doing right now. That stuff like um, Harm's Way and Genocide Pact and uh, Mammoth Grinder. You know, so I, I listen to a lot of the a lot of this matter and. Getting get influenced and get excited for it, and I try to to do the same by making my own metal with the influence of all all the stuff I listen to. 
Yeah, man, for sure. That that New Harm's Way record that they uh, they actually just dropped uh, back last Friday, man. Uh, just absolutely unreal. They're actually uh, coming through Toronto on Sunday for their album release, so I uh, I can't wait to to hit that up, man. Just such a just such a brutal, crushing record. You know what I mean? It's great, and they were great guys. We just they were on the Nailbomb tour in October, yeah. um, so I got a chance to watch them live every night and. Uh, they play a couple of the new songs, and but I, I'm in love with the new record. I think it's great. It's my, probably one of my favorite records I heard so far this year. Same with the Genocide Pact one. You know, that's probably my favorite death metal record right now that I'm listening to it right now. So, you know, like it's cool, man. I love metal. I love listening to stuff and then get excited for it. And um, I love the fact that I can put my influences on the Soulfly stuff, on the Cavalera stuff. You know. Psychosis was one of the albums uh, that a lot of people really liked. It was well received everywhere, and that's really like that record has a lot of the influence of stuff that I listen to on an everyday basis. Um, same with the with this with this new Soulfly. So it's so cool to to be involved in, and uh, you know excited and influenced by a lot of these bands and got to go on tour with a lot of them. It's really really cool. Yeah. Man. Definitely for sure. We are here talking with the Max Cavalera of Soulfly. They are going to be heading out on the road in just a couple of weeks here, going right across Canada. Some places that they did not hit in the States on the uh, first run of the, of the Nail Bomb Tour that didn't fall. Now, Max, just talking a, a little bit more about that, uh, now we've talked a little bit about the new album, man. Um, just f for yourself, uh, what, what kind of prompted uh, you know, do, doing Nail Bomb, uh, you know, uh, uh, cover to cover type deal uh, for you in terms of uh, just kind of coming up with the idea of touring. You know, obviously for for you guys and yourself uh, specifically, you know, you've done uh, a lot of different projects, done a done a lot of different records and whatnot. What was it for you, um, you know, specifically that really made you want to you know do that record front to back? You know, obviously, uh, you know, a well received record by fans. But if it's you know something that you don't, you guys don't feel like going back and playing, then obviously you wouldn't have done it. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a special record. You know, it's a cult album out by a lot of fans. You know, it's, it's always it was really underground kind of album. It was never like a real big album, but it's it's holds a special place in the hearts of a lot of fans, and in my heart too, because it was done in a really cool way. It was like a punk kind of do-it-yourself kind of project that me and Alex just got down to it and we did everything ourselves and. and we, you know, Gloria got us a deal with the Roadrunner and we ended up releasing the record. Um, and that record is so good live, man. And it's hard to explain, but it was made to play live. And we are ashamed not to to waste that that record and never play that stuff live. That's why we're doing it. And it's so cool to have Soulfly as a band playing it. And then I got my son Igor, he learned all the samplers and he's doing uh, Alex's vocals. So we keep like the family involved. Um, also, and that's so cool to me as a dad, as a father, um, just to have both of my kids on stage with me raging every night, going crazy, you know, I feel like, I feel really like, makes me feel like young again, get on the stage with them every night and, and jamming with them and, uh, and I, I think I, I love the record, man. Like, what can I say? You know, it's like that stuff is really relevant right now, especially the songs that were done 20 years ago. But um, the meaning is more, probably even more accurate to the world we're in right now than what we when we uh, when we wrote it. 
so like stuff like 24-hour bullshit and cockroaches wasting away, sick life, religious cancer, blind and lost, killer tunes, killer lyrics, you know, cool chants for the crowd, and it's got that that, that Nelbom industrial mach, you know, machine mix metal mix, industrial mix punk vibe that everybody loves it. And uh, like I said, we're, we're probably trying to get uh, learning a new song, which is uh, Why You Sleep, I Destroy a World, which is from the uh, live record. Hope we get to add that to the set, and then the people get to hear even more other stuff they never heard on the first run of the nail bomb. Now, for, for yourself, at any point, was there any uh, talks or discussion of, uh, of Alex uh, possibly uh, being, a, being a part of these shows? And what I know, obviously, I know he's... Uh, you know, very busy uh, doing it. He's done a lot of uh, really great uh, albums that, that he's produced just uh, over the uh, you know, last 20 years or so. I mean, you know, really some of the seminal bands in the, in their various genres and whatnot. Or was it something where uh, maybe he just, uh, you know, wasn't wasn't necessarily uh, had the availability to do it? Yeah, yeah. Alex was, you know, really wanted to be part of the live stuff, but he was really um, very helpful, you know, especially he was in touch with Gloria a lot and they exchange emails and stuff, and um, he helped with the sound, with the samplers, a lot of the, kind of like getting the samplers from the, the, the that recorders that we did back in the day, he sent all of those here for us to, to uh, pick apart, we took it to a studio and put it on, on the sampler, so now we have all the original sounds uh, that people heard on the record, we reproduce them live, so it feels great, it sounds killer. Same with the backdrop. We got the original backdrop, which is the KKK guy with a target on his face. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, Alex super cool. I'm happy for him as a producer. He, uh, I totally respect it, that he doesn't want to go on tour and do this. You know, this kind of life for him is is just not part of his life anymore. But he's totally. Uh, you know, we got blessed to do this, and it, uh, I think uh, I think it's, it's actually kind of stoked that we're doing uh, that. We continue nail bomb and. And uh, even without him, and my son is doing his parts, and I mean, he's happy for us, and uh, we're happy for him. You know, like he's produced some awesome records, and he's a great producer right now. Yeah, and definitely for sure. Now, I, I know as well when you when you dropped, uh, you know, the Nail Bomb record uh, w way back in '94. I mean, Zion would have been, uh, you know, I don't even know if he if he would have been a about a year yet or or not at that point. Um, but, but, but for you and just kind of, uh, how, how much of an influence kind of your kids have had on your music and, you know, at kind of what point did you realize that, uh, you know, it was like maybe, you know, maybe if it, you know, they, they wanted to obviously, you know, follow in their dad's footsteps and whatnot. But at what point did you realize that it was like, holy shit, like my kids are also, you know, uh, you know, going to be touring musicians and even better yet, we're all going to be able to play together in the, in the same band and work on, uh, know brand new music together in, in your own band yeah it was kind of little by little you know they were like always around music their whole life you know from when they were big little you know and on tour with us all the time so i used to sit down behind all the so flight drummers and he sat behind roy and and joe nunez and um you know my my brother igor and even Bewar from black Sabbath when we toured with sabbath he got to stay uh Got to sit behind Bill Wards, and I think he, he soaked all that all, all that experience and all that learning experience, and uh, you know, eventually just 
started playing, it got really good, you know. Well, uh, both of them. Igor is, is an awesome songwriter. He writes a lot of the stuff for Lodi Kong, which are going to be on the bill, too, with Nailbone. So people should definitely come early and check them out. They're really, really cool. Uh, Three-piece. And, um, yeah, so I'm very just, just happy that the, the, the kids are following in our footsteps and are into music, into metal. Um, you know, like uh, my other son, Rita, is in the studio right now recording with Insight. And uh, Zion, is, this is his third record with Soulfly. It's my favorite one that they ever done. His drumming is insane on the new album. I can't wait for people to hear. So, yeah, so we keep it keep it in the family, keep it metal, and, uh, you know, what, what can I say? It's so good share the stage with them every night. It's a great feeling. Uh, I'm just really proud that uh, we are a united metal family that works together and uh, does stuff together, and I think that, that, that metal is really what keeps us together. It keeps us functioning, you know, it keeps us uh, sane. Metal keeps us, you know... Um, give us the opportunity to stay together and go through all the, the battles of life together, which is great. But um, I'm really happy that we get to do this as a, as a family and uh, I get to share the stage with them every night. It's a blessing. Yeah, uh, 150%, man. And uh, sp- speaking about, uh, about family, another band who, who has a bit of a family connection with, uh, you know, the two, two brothers are part of the band, you know, uh, an awesome up-and-coming young band that you have it on the tour opening things up, Uncured, um, just just such a, such a great band. And then as well, um, you know, ha- having a, the band, uh, like Today is the Day, uh, you know, in the direct support slot. I really think, uh, you know, the entire bill for, from you guys to them to Lodi Kong to Uncured, it's just a really well-rounded bill for sure. Yeah, the album, you know, the tour is more underground, you know, so it's kind of like it's, it doesn't really have to be, you know, big names and stuff like that. It's about connection with underground and new upcoming bands like Uncure. And today's the day is actually, you know, one of my son's eager favorite bands. And uh, he knows Steve for a long time. He's a great guy. And, um, you know, I like a lot of their stuff, you know, so it, it was cool that we put them on on the tour. Um get to, to be part of this underground the other tour we did we had cannabis corpse and harm's way and noisem which was also really underground package that's i think that's the, the nail bomb format you know we, we like to keep it underground we like to keep it with uh, you know the small venues kind of feeling and it's all part of the nail bomb experience it's, it's kind of like you experience a little bit of the underground with it so uh, i think it's all uh, it's perfect for Nailbomb, and we're just excited to be back out there and delivering Nailbomb metal every night. It's going to be fun. Hell yeah, man. And uh, just about a month after you uh, wrap up uh, the Nailbomb date, you guys are going to be heading out uh, right right across uh, the states uh, with Nile, which should just be absolutely awesome. Um, you know, the, the 20th anniversary of Amongst the Catacombs of Nefren Ka, so, I mean, they, they've already come out and said that they're going to be playing, uh, you know, some cuts that they literally have not played live in uh, in well over a decade. So, uh, well, lots of great stuff coming up for you guys. And, I mean, uh, just as far as any other plans, uh, kind of further into the year, I know you mentioned uh, Soulfly is going to be releasing a new album, hopefully in the summer. Uh, what else you guys have uh, planned uh, right now that you can talk about? Yeah, I'm super excited for that tour too. You know, the Nile tour is going to be good. Those, you know, two great bands together and both uh, commemorating 20 years of their records. Um, 
of course, I'm a huge Nile fan, so I'm excited to get to see them every night. It'd be really cool and get to hang out with them. And uh, excited for their new new album, too, which I think they're working on it right now. And, uh, you know, hopefully we get to play also one new track from our Soulfly new record. That would be really cool, too. Um, yeah, I think we got some festivals coming up also and some and more touring, you know. that's This, this year is going to be all devoted to touring. Um, which is great because I love to be on the road. I think uh, um, it, it's, uh, you know, you make the records and you, you go on tour and uh, you deliver them. You know, you play for the fans and it's the best feeling in the world. So I can't wait for those tours to start. The Nail Bomb is the first one. It's kind of like get things started and then we jump on the Nile tour. And from that one, we just keep on going, man. You know, it's going to be great. And uh, I'm, just, I'm just excited for this year in general. Uh, in metal, it's going to be a great year for metal, and uh, I'm super pumped for it. Hell yeah, man. I would definitely have to agree with that. Well, Max, uh, thanks a lot for joining me on Rock the Walls today, man. I really appreciate it for your time, and uh, very stoked to see you guys when you uh, come up to Toronto here in uh, just a couple weeks' time at the Opera House. Uh, uh, last time, uh, I think I saw Soulfly, actually. You guys were on that uh, that Archangel album release tour with, um, with Soil Work. Um, and whatnot. So, uh, so very excited. I can't believe that's been almost uh, three years at this point since we talked. It honestly feels like a, like it was a year ago or so. You know what I mean? Yeah, it goes fast, man. You know, but uh, yeah, I'm super excited for this Canadian tour, man. You know, it's huge, awesome, great. All, all a lot of shows in Canada, and can't wait to be back in Toronto. We got a lot of friends there, and it's gonna be a great show, man. I can't wait. Uh, we are, like I said, we're practicing every night right now try to bring some surprises to the set um so uh yep i see everybody at, uh, at the show it's gonna be insane man prepare prepare for nail bomb hell fucking yeah max uh, thanks a lot man and we will see you in a couple weeks all right brother nice talking to you man nice talking to you as well man <laughs>
Soulfly with Archangel off of their 2015 album of the exact same name. They're going to be dropping a new album later on this year, as Max mentioned in the interview. Very excited for that and excited to see them in Toronto next week on the Soulfly Does Nail Bomb Tour. We're going to take a little break, and on the other side, we are going to get to our interview with James Pluggy, vocalist of Harm's Way, on Rock the Walls. Adobe Howell. Bless the fall. Melodramatic. For the best metal and hardcore, it's Adobe Howell. Streaming live at Adobe.com and the Adobe app for iOS. Of mice and men forever you dig it. For the best metal and hardcore, it's Adobe Howl. Streaming live at Adobe.com and the Adobe app for iOS. Their brand new album, Post Human. It's a little bit of a departure of some of the past stuff that they have done while also kind of combining some of their old stuff. Um, really awesome stuff and an album that I think you need to check out. We did not talk anything relating to Warp Tour because at this point, um, obviously their lips were sealed a bit playing Warp Tour. I had no idea or would have thought they'd be playing Warp Tour. So uh, really for this interview, it is a super awesome coincidence, the fact that I happened to schedule it airing on the show this week and the fact that they were on the warp tour not me knowing they were on warp tour and deciding to stick them on this week so here it is my interview with james pluggy vocalist of harm's way on rock the walls you are listening to rock the walls here on adobe radio i'm your host patrick walford right now we are joined by a band they just dropped their album post human back on february the 9th currently out on the road on their album release headlining tour we are here with the vocalist of harm's way james pluggy james uh, how's everything going man you guys are a couple dates into the tour at this point and uh you know just the response to the album man it's uh, just been so positive i've seen some videos from some of the shows and kids are just going absolutely insane man so it must just uh, be a great time. Yeah, yeah. Um, the response has been awesome uh, the last uh, last week, and um, the tour actually just started yesterday. So we've only we only had one show so far, and Toronto will be our second show. Um, so, but uh, the Toronto show is already sold out tonight. So uh, the response has been awesome, and I think the tour will be great, and everyone's uh, really excited. Hell yeah, man. Uh, three great bands with you guys, uh, Ringworm, Vane, and Queensway. Um, you know, I, I got the opportunity to see uh, Vane for the first time back in December at the uh, Every Time I Die Christmas show, man. And boy, was that an experience. Just uh, such an incredible band. I can't wait for their debut album later this year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, uh, everyone on this package is really cool. Um, it's a it's a good variety of um, heavier music, which makes the tour uh pretty cool for lots of different types of people and uh we're hoping that the tour uh draws a lot of people and uh the people are into it so we're 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 excited about that yeah definitely man now talking about the brand new album post human uh for you guys you worked with uh will putney and just going from rust into post human for you guys just uh sonically you know uh just 
this was, uh, as said, you know, kind of in the press release uh, about the record, you know, this Rust was kind of the record that made you guys realize that this was, you know, going to be a full-time thing and, uh, you know, just the amount of opportunities and places you got to play on that record cycle. So going in to it this time around and just from, uh, you know, kind of like a sonic standpoint, uh, where did you guys really all begin this time around? Um, you know, it's it was kind of a long process. Um, we, we wrote the record for about two years. Um, and before we kind of decided where we wanted to record, um, and we were kind of um, up in the air about who we wanted to record with, but uh, we met with Will at one of our shows um, last year, and he was very familiar with our band and familiar with their sound. And even though a lot of bands that he had recorded are not much like Harm's Way in a lot of ways, um, we trusted him that he would kind of take our sound that we were looking for and, and make it uh, something different, something that he really hadn't done before, but kind of still have a good produced sound and... Um, I know for me, like, we, we're always trying to find a good mix between um, good production, um, heavy drums, but also kind of still maintain the natural, raw aspects of music. Um, and I think that Posthuman did a pretty good job of mixing those two things. Yeah, man, I, I definitely have to agree with that for sure. Now, from your standpoint, lyrically, you know, this album is a lot about, you know, just kind of not feeling really, you know, connected or part of the world anymore. Um, and, you know, j just for yourself and kind of deciding to kind of go with that theme and whatnot th throughout the record uh, for, for you um, and just kind of co coming up with the ideas and whatnot, was it just kind of, you know, going out on tour and seeing all these different places and whatnot and just thinking a lot about, you know, just how the world has changed just, uh, you know, when you think about it, like over the last decade or so in terms of, you know, the reliance on uh, technology now these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I guess it's um, kind of a process of, of getting a little bit older and kind of having more experiences in life. Um, obviously, I've been fortunate to travel the world and see a lot of different places, meet a lot of different people. Um, and, and I guess sometimes I feel like the world is headed in, in a very bad direction in many different ways, um, you know, all the way from the, the type of uh, or how we treat our world, you know, when it comes to resources and and then eventually all the way up through, you know, our, our political systems and our technology and kind of how um, we just use we use so much where we consume um, at a very high rate. And it's, it makes me worry that, you know, even in my lifetime, that all these things are going to be destructive um, and, and going to have some negative consequences on um, not only the people that, that use them, but everyone else that's uh, is going to, I guess, take on the, the I'm trying to explain it as best I can, <laughs> but take on the, the negative consequences that will come with everything. Yeah, man, definitely for sure. I mean, just with, with just how all, all this shit shit has been going lately, just um, in a lot of different issues throughout the world and whatnot. You know, it, it really does feel, you know, like we're we're closer than ever to you know some fucking super crazy shit going down. You know, and a lot of it already is going down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, I guess like like a good a good part of the record is about that, and then um, probably I'd say. 50 to 60 percent of the record is lyrically is about um, my intrapersonal struggles with anxiety, depression um, and things like that. So, um, yeah, I try to, you know, I, I try to make my lyrics as relatable as possible. And I feel like 
um, those two subject matters um, are very relatable for a lot of people, um, whichever way they want to take them. For sure, man. And for yourself and, you know, battling anxiety and depression, you know, sometimes uh, when you're out on the road and you're out on tour, you know, you're around hundreds of people each and every night and whatnot. Uh, for you, are there has there ever been kind of any time when you're on tour where you just kind of for a day, maybe a couple of days, just kind of have to step away from everything? You know what I mean? You play your set and whatnot. But after that, you just kind of, you know what I mean, step away from everything just because you might not exactly you know feel 100 percent mentally yeah you know i mean i think what's what's cool about being in a band is you get a lot of those frustrations aggressions negative uh, emotions out on stage um and um i use the band as a good way to get all that out as well as um i use lifting weights or working out as another way to kind of take take an hour or hour and a half out of the day and kind of uh, keep it to myself um, kind of regather my thoughts um, to, you know, move on with the day. I mean, sometimes touring can be uh, pretty tough mentally just getting through and it's long days and you're around the same people. You don't have a lot of alone time. So, yeah, obviously sometimes it's good to step away and, and kind of be by yourself for a little while. Yeah, man, definitely. It's, um, you know, as somebody who also, you know, battles depression, deals with anxiety and stuff, you know, it could be, you know, you a couple of weeks, a couple of months, you're you're feeling great, you're feeling fine, and then you know what I mean. It'll just hit you out of nowhere, um, and you know what I mean. You kind of go into to a bit of a funk and just um, a lot of self doubt, and you know what I mean. A lot of you know thinking about your self worth and things like that. Sure, yeah, um, you know, and, and the thing is, um, I guess, like I said, I mean, the ways that I deal with it, um, I feel like turning turning those negative emotions into, into something positive, making music, you know, you know, exercising those, those are the best ways I've felt to deal with uh, those types of things. Yeah, definitely, man. Now being out on the road and uh, being able to hit a gym every day, is that pretty much like the first thing you do when you get to each city or do you guys say, you know, bring some weights out on tours so you're, you're able to do it kind of regardless of kind of the situation, um, you know, or town that you're in? Um, you know, basically, um, I kind of have a three day, three day split on the road. Um, my drummer and I, um, we, we, we usually will uh, go to a YMCA cause we have YMCA memberships and, um, basically, um, yeah, about three days a week we find it works best. Um, sometimes just based on time and, and what we have to do before the show or how long the drives are, um, it's gonna, it's gonna change if we're able to work out or not that day. So usually I'll choose like the three easiest days to, to get there. So I have enough time and we're not rushing. Um, and yeah, that's basically, I found that, you know, as you tour more and more, you have to incorporate some of the things from your everyday life um, to keep touring a little bit more normal. <laughs> yeah, man, definitely for sure. And, and talking a little bit more about post-human, you know, having tracks on the album like The Gift and Temptation and whatnot, and just kind of uh, how it kind of breaks, uh, you know, to me, I, I felt like it, it kind of broke the record into uh, kind of a separate parts and whatnot. Just exactly uh, deciding to place those songs in the place that you did. Was that any coincidence or just, you know, those were the tracks that uh, that kind of fit the story and kind of uh, what, what this record was about? Um, I mean, basically, like, tip with temptation and a gift, um, we've always liked to experiment with, with different, um, sounds and kind of, kind of veer a little bit, um, from our, our normal heavy music. And we felt that, 
um, you know, we didn't, we didn't want to open up with that. You know, we didn't want people to turn on the record and, and to hear something completely different because that might turn them off. But we felt that um, the positioning of those songs, um, there was enough of, you know, typical harm's way music that we could throw um, those in there um, at the time so that people um, would be open to, to hearing something a little bit different that they're not used to. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, you know, you know, for me, those two tracks were, were really welcome surprises and, you know, just kind of shows the versatility of the band and just, uh, you know, the different stuff that you guys can do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, you know, one thing I've always said as a band, um, we always like kind of progressing and, and not necessarily, you know, changing our sound completely. Like, that's not what I'm looking to do, but um, it's nice to kind of um, progress and kind of, experiment with some with some things on a record um because we all like a lot of different genres of music and it's cool to kind of add some of those aspects um into a record that you know most people would consider obviously hardcore metal yeah definitely man now for yourself and uh just talking more about progressing just as far as your vocals and whatnot how, how do you feel uh you know kind of uh for, for yourself kind of how, how you grew throughout you know kind of the uh the writing recording process of this album and how uh you know will putney brought out the best in you um yeah will was was really awesome about doing vocals um he kind of did it differently than i was um used to doing uh usually when i went in to record we would kind of run through the whole song vocally at one time and then we would kind of fill in the parts that you know we felt were weak um for each song but you know will kind of took broke it down part by part you know we do like one section of the song and then we'd go back and do it again and do it again and until we kind of found um a sound or um we kind of we kind of found the the best take um you know sometimes four or five times um and then we'd move on to the next verse or, or the next chorus um, and, and I really like doing that because it allowed me to concentrate on one part of the song at one time. And I feel like we were able to kind of dissect, you know, each part and make it the best it could be. Yeah, man, definitely for sure. Now for you, which song would you say was, uh, was the hardest to, to track vocally? Um, <laughs> uh, well, we spent a lot of time on temptation. Um, my band was really trying hard for me to get out of my comfort zone of just kind of screaming and yelling. Um, so we experimented with a lot of, a lot of different styles of vocals. Um, and we kind of settled on a, a couple, uh, different sounds or, or vocal styles that we felt fit me the best that, you know, I wasn't kind of pushing myself into territory that I'm unable to, to perform. Um, so we wanted to try to make sure that everything that was on the record that we'd able be able to do live at any point in time. And I think we found, um, even though they are a little bit different, um, I kind of felt that those were vocal ranges or, or vocal styles that I was able to execute um, without sounding silly or, or kind of going, you know, far beyond my range of what I'm able to do. For sure, man. Now, was there anything that you tried that, you know, maybe initially you were you thought would work really well and then it ended up that uh, it just didn't kind of work out and kind of when you tried some other things and maybe you like those ideas a little bit better? Um, you know, with uh, Temptation, it's just we, we, we spent a lot of time at the beginning, um, you know, because obviously I, I don't have, you know, the most amazing singing voice when it comes to you know, tone and, and, and I guess pretty voice. So, you know, finding something where 
we could fit it at the beginning, you know, that sounded more like Godflesh or kind of more sounded like Swans, kind of like ambient singing that, you know, didn't sound out of tune or silly. Um, it took a, a you know, a, at least 20 different styles of takes that uh, before we kind of found the one that, that made the most sense. Um, so, you know, it's, sometimes it's a little bit scary uh, being in a band and kind of taking chances with stuff like that because, you know, you don't want to be embarrassed or you don't want to expose yourself as, as something that, that you're not trying to perceive yourself as. But it's pretty cool that, um, that it turned out the way it did, and, and I'm really happy with, with, that, uh, with that song. For sure, man. Now, on this album release tour, uh, are you guys uh, going to be playing most most of the album, or uh, just trying to fit as many new ones in as you as kind of allows while playing some of the other tracks as well? So, uh, you know, we try to um, anytime we put out a new record, we try to at least play three or four new songs off the record. Um, but obviously, we want people to hear some of the older material that they're interested in, because um, some people obviously might not even have heard the new records yet. So um, we pl we're playing four songs on this tour, and uh, those are uh, Human Carrying Capacity, Become a Machine, Sync, and Call My Name. Those are the four we chose uh, to play, and I'm sure at some point we'll play uh, everything on this record, but uh, we wanted people to be able to get a chance to, to listen to it a little bit more before we you know, threw in you know, five or six songs. Yeah, definitely for sure, man. We're here with the vocalist of Harm's Way, James Pluggy. Go and check out their brand new album, Post Human, and catch them out on the road for the next uh, couple weeks with Ringworm, Vane, and Queensway. Now, James, uh, just as far as goes for you guys and just kicking off this album cycle, you know, doing a headliner, getting to pick the bands that you guys go out with, uh, pretty awesome stuff. But for you guys, who are some other bands that you would like to see yourselves uh, out supporting or, uh, you know, headlining with uh, once again? Uh, just over the the course of these next couple of years on this album cycle um you know we definitely uh would like to possibly tour some of the, the more bands on metal blade like uh we're really interested in touring with like cannibal corpse um i don't know if that'll be able to happen but um, that's something that we'd be uh, really interested in um we'd love to tour with with god flesh um maybe at the gates again that would be awesome or carcass um you know we, we're definitely um, now that we're on Metal Blade, um, we're hoping that we get a little bit more opportunities to tour with metal bands uh, that we haven't really had a chance to tour with before. And I think uh, the styles of music would, would go right along with, with the fans that like those bands as well. So, Yeah, definitely for sure, man. Maybe something like a, like Summer Slaughter uh, 2018 or something like that, uh, kind of ideal uh, summer tour? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we, would, we would love to do something like that. For sure, man. And just as far as uh, some of the records that you've been listening to lately, man, uh, what's uh, kind of been on your phone or uh, in the van? I know you guys are only uh, two days into the tour at this point, but uh, so far, uh, what are some early spins? Um, well, we, we haven't honestly been listening to a lot of music, uh, but uh, one of the bands that we've been uh, listening to pretty much, it's not a, it's not a metal band, but um, Soft Kill, uh, their newest record, I, I think, it came out in 2016. Um, it's kind of more like an, uh, like an, I don't want to say, I guess a dark wave band. I guess is how you define them, but uh, just some some music that kind of uh, kind of differs from the, the heavy music that we're hearing day in and day out. Because um, a lot of times in the van, everyone is sleeping and kind of relaxing, 
Um, so we don't listen to a, too much heavy music <laughs> in the van, but um, yeah, usually it's it's something that's a little bit more easy on the ears. Yeah, definitely, man. And just as far as where you would like the listeners to go and pick up a post-human, if they want to pick up a physical copy, vinyl, uh, CDs, any merch, anything like that, uh, where would you like them to go? Um, so we just actually opened up uh, a web store. Um, it's harmsway13.com. Um, and it's, everything is done by us. It's uh, We're the ones who, sh- who ship it out. We, we do all the orders. So um, that, that just uh, came up last uh, Friday. So um, we're, we're all ready to go on that. And if anyone wants to order the new record, um, they can go to metalblade.com. Uh, the record and CD are available from there. Oh, yeah, man. Well, James, thanks a lot for joining me on Rock the Walls tonight, man. Uh, really digging the brand new record. We're spinning it here on Adobe Howell in our featured rotation. We have uh, Become a Machine and a couple of the other tracks off the album, man, and the listeners are absolutely loving it. Uh, one awesome. Of th- one of the things I like to do with the bands that I interview is I get them to choose uh, two songs from their catalog they'd like the listeners to hear, and then a song that uh, you'd like them to hear by any band, any artist, any genre. So if you want to pick uh, two Harm's Way songs, a song by any other band, go for it, man. Um, all right, let's see. Um, I would say let's listen to Temptation and The Gift from Harm's Way. I think that would be uh, something that would uh, be, be pretty cool. And then um, I would say check out the new Genocide Pack record. Uh, it's one of the heavier records I've heard in a long time. Hell yeah, man. Sounds great. James, uh, thanks, a lot. thanks a lot and best of luck uh, Ed, on this tour over the next uh, month or so, man. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. No problem, man. Go and check out their brand new album, Posthuman. It is out right now on Metal Blade Records. You can catch them out on the road with Ringworm, Vane, and Queensway off of that brand new album. It's Harm's Way on Rock the Walls.
There is Harm's Way, Become a Machine, off of their brand new album, Post-Human, which you can pick up right now on Metal Blade Records. If you listen to that record and you do not just want to start, like, pumping weights or just get you super duper just stoked on life, I don't know what to tell you, because, uh, seriously, from front to back, and some of the more different tracks, like Temptation and whatnot, uh, just a really awesome, diverse album from Harm's Way, so definitely go and check them out. If they are coming through your city on the headliner, and if not... Go and see them destroyed at Vans Warped Tour coming up uh, starting on June the 21st all the way through until July the 23rd where they will be on. Awesome stuff. That is going to be all today for the Rock the Walls podcast. A very special thank you goes out to Max Cavalier of Soulfly. Go and catch him out on the Soulfly Disney Bomb Tour with a bunch of great bands. And then as well, they're going to be heading out on a tour with Nile all across the United States. So plenty of chances to catch them and as well their brand new album, We'll be coming out later on this year, and as well, James Pliggy, vocalist of Harm's Way, uh, just an awesome dude, and go and check out that brand new album, Post Human. Both those bands, really, just absolutely awesome. So definitely go and uh, pick up uh, both those new releases. I'm uh, sure they will be uh, best of 2018 when it's all said and done at the end of the year, for sure. I've been your host, Patrick Walford. You can follow me on the socials, at Rock the Walls on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go and give Adobe Howell like a follow over on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well, at Adobe Howell. I will be back with you in the next couple days with another Rock the Walls podcast. But until then, always remember to listen loud and have yourselves a good one.